a pastor of a relatively big-sized church resigns after a controversial book that he released causes backlash. This is an interesting dilemma that this gentleman is in, and I'm going to save my opinion till the very end, so make sure you watch till the very end, because I think this is a lot more prevalent than we like to admit, and it might be a macro issue. But this is a pastor named Josh Butler, okay, who put out a book that caused some backlash. I'll tell you guys why it caused some backlash, and then I'm going to again try to save my opinion towards the end. He said, uh, this is an evangelical Christian pastor and author whose book on the theology of Zegs, speaking in code for the algorithm, caused a fur online earlier this spring, uh, resigned Wednesday from the leadership of his Arizona megachurch. He says, we have found ourselves in an impossible situation, Joshua Butler wrote, on the members of Redemption Church in Tempe, um, in announcing his resignation, a copy of the, the the letter was posted on social media. His photo and bio no longer appears on the church's website. Okay, Butler's book, Beautiful Union, which argues that God's vision for sex explains the meaning of life, was controversial even before it was released in April. Okay, so why is this book controversial? Well, let me show you guys. Okay, so I went and I looked at some of the reviews of this book on Amazon. This text reflects more of some weird male-focused fertility quote, cult of the Christian gospel. He equates male intercourse-related fluids with the Holy Spirit? What does semen represent? God's word and spirit? Page 65. In all seriousness, this is, these, these are the reviews on Amazon of people who've read the book. Uh, in all seriousness, if you don't enjoy very detailed discussion and symbolic projection regarding this bodily fluid over and over again, this book is really not for you. A similar to how semen is both seed and liquid, God plants the seed of his word within and pours the river of the spirit upon the parched and barren soil of our lives. Christ impregnates the church. Here's a quote from the book where he equates God's spirit with semen. This book is pagan fertility worship. Okay, pagan fertility worship. That is the accusation here. This should be shocking. It's not only giving of your vows at the altar, but what happens in the honeymoon suite after that speaks that speaks to the life you were made from for God. Excuse me. A husband and a wife's life of faithful love is designed to point to greater things. But is but so is their union, their, their sex union. We'll go, we'll get to marriage soon enough in the book, but let's start with the gospel bombshell. Sex is an icon of salvation. An icon of salvation. How? I suggest the language of generosity and hospitality can help us out. You give, you give the best, uh, lavishly pouring out your time, energy. Okay, the groom enters into the bride with his presence while the bride receives the presence of the groom within herself. This is a book about semen and semen worship. <laughs> wow. Uh, he equates the Holy Spirit. This is, this is now the opinion. He equates the Holy Spirit to semen with a variety of metaphors, the river of life, the love between the father and the son, the source of humanity in heaven. 
Butler operates under the assumption that the orgasm and procreation and intricately related. This is very true of for biological males. They cannot make life without an orgasm. The clitoris plays the role is the procreation. And so it goes on to say that like he never talks about the woman's body. He never talks about her and, and pleasure for her. And it's just kind of a weird parallel. Now, my thoughts on this. Okay, I got a couple thoughts. And just bear with me as I flesh this out. Okay, number one, whoever was the editor of this book completely failed this brother. The editors, the publishers, they completely failed this man. I would say that the people in his local community who should have been overseeing this in some way, shape, or form, his elders, his pastors, um, the fact that this got dropped and this entire thing um, fell through the cracks and no one pulled him to the side and said, hey, man, this is not going to land the way you think it's going to land. The, and so a book just doesn't come out. A book has a whole process. There's there's sometimes co-writers. There's obviously an editor that gets paid. There's the pitch of the book. There's There's so much happening in this process that this stuff sliding through the cracks, I think, in my opinion, is an overall picture of what's wrong with the structure here. Okay? That's that's my point number one. Point number two, and this is going to be controversial on my, on my part, so just buckle up. When we don't have a healthy theology of pleasure and that God created us with dopamine receptors and there are certain things that we get to enjoy because that is the way God made it, we then start inferring and trying to see the gospel in everything. We start trying to eisegesis scripture. We're taking scripture and we're trying to contort it and twist it to, to fit into something that was designed for procreation, celebration, connection, and pleasure. Okay? And so, this is, this is common in a lot of circles. I'll give you guys an example. I'll give you guys an example. And this is going to be more offensive. Song of Solomon is an erotic book that young Jewish boys weren't allowed to read. Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon is about intimacy between a man and a woman. I have seen pastors attempt to teach Song of Solomon verse by verse as if it is about Jesus and the, and the church. Now, if you want to take the position that there's a loose metaphor and it's allegorical, I don't have an issue with that. But if you want to take that book and contort it and twist it into a book about the gospel, there's an issue there. There's an issue there. You're taking something that was intended a certain way and you're taking it and contorting it and twisting it into something that's not about. And I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's coming from a negative place. I don't think that it, 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 it's it's somebody that's being malicious or misogynistic or whatever. I think these are people who genuinely want to see Jesus in all of Scripture, and in their attempt to see Jesus in all of Scripture, they start reading the gospel into parts that just don't have anything to do with the gospel, right? And so there are certain things that are just for our good and for our benefit and for our pleasure and our enjoyment on this side of eternity. Yes, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, so we don't have to make it gross and ugly. 
the way purity culture did, and we don't need to over-spiritualize it and say the act of intimacy, the, you know, the, the semen is the Holy Spirit entering you. It's just weird. So if you want to read Song of Solomon and teach it verse by verse and parallel the woman's breast and her uh, all these things that, you know, her dancing for him nude, and you want to parallel all that for to Jesus in the church, bro, that's not what that's about. Now, again, if you want to take a loose, top-down, 30,000-foot view of it, I'm not mad at you. Cool, do you, man. But when, when we do this, we either over-spiritualize it or... Or we make it gross and disgusting. We make it all carnal. Now, here's the, th- here's the here's the third part, by the way. Here's the third part. I don't think this dude should have resigned. I don't think that this is some unimaginable offense that now disqualifies him from ministry and now he needs to resign. Is it awkward? Yep. Is it bizarre that he never mentions the, 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 the woman anatomy in this? Yep. Should he be forced, or not forced, but should he, should this have caused such a stir that he was, that that he felt compelled to resign? I don't think so. And this, and this, and this is why I'm going to poke some more. So I'm, I'm upsetting all you guys. All you guys are like, yeah, Song of Solomon's about Jesus in a, in a church getting it on. Weird. Okay. If this is the culture that we're creating, where someone can have good intent and fall flat because of tone or because of lack of context or because of lack of oversight or because of an editor that that didn't look out for him, this is very cancel culture of us. This is what the world does. Somebody has a misstep with the right intent. Somebody has a misstep with the right intent and then they're forever discarded and canceled and outraged and the mob comes after them. I don't think that this is something he needed to step down for. And by the way, listen to me. I'm not saying sex isn't onto the glory of God. I'm saying sex is not a metaphor for salvation. I'm not saying that our enjoyment and our pleasure isn't it shouldn't be onto the glory of God. I'm saying that you don't need to make it the sperm is the Holy Spirit. The, th- the third aspect of it is now we're taking men, men of God, and it's not because they've fell or sinned or cheated on their wife or had a moral breakdown. It's because they had ideas or said things that were weird and came off bizarre. And I don't think this should have caused so much outrage that he felt the need to resign over this. Because, and, and I guess the difference with this is that these were words written down and these were ideas that were fleshed out. You know? And, and this is gonna get me in trouble, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. We were just talking the other day on uh, about the Tim Ross situation, right? Jesus is a stripper fell flat, totally irreverent, not a good parallel, n- not 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 in good taste, right? But is he forever disqualified, and 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 we now cast him as a wolf and a heretic and dismiss him? Sounds like cancel culture. Does sound like the mob on the left to me, right? We were live streaming and Ray said something the other day and I was like, no, don't say that. That sounds a lot like this where we talked about, I'm not going to tell you what we talked about. I think I clipped it out. There's this need in the online internet mob to take one thing, ignore the intent, ignore the context, ignore what it's attempting to be said. And even though it falls short and it's not appropriate, and this book was not appropriate, and Tim Ross 
saying Jesus stripper, not appropriate, not a good parallel. And then we want to take that and completely discard and dismiss someone and say they're forever barred, right? Like, is that, is that, this, this disqualifies this dude from ministry? Is that, is that the conclusion? I believe he apologized for this. I believe he owned this. But then the outrage was so much that he felt the need to, 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 to step down. We're, we're, go, we're going to, we're going to create such a stir for your local church that you feel like you have to step. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. And I, and we should be sober enough to say, yeah, that book's wrong, weird, unnecessary, okay, boom. But compartmentalize that this dude's intent was not to be misogynistic or patriarchal or offensive to women or weird and dark and, and, and perverted. That wasn't his intent. That wasn't his heart. So should he apologize? Yeah. Do we now need to, you know, do we need a pound of flesh? No. Uh, shout out to Justin for the super chat. He said, just because someone has a slightly off theology doesn't mean they need to step down. No preacher is going to be 100% correct in their theology. Yes, I would agree. And, unless they're like clear essentials. Unless they're like, yo, you're jumping out the window and now you're affirming things that, you know, don't need to be affirmed or you're, you're denying Jesus' divinity, you know. I found it disturbing on first read too and still disagree, but there's actually a long history, particularly in Catholicism, of this highly specific interpretation of Christ, of husband and church. I know there is. I know there is. And I'm, I would say they're wrong. Most people learn about sexual from porn as the church has been prudish to discuss sex openly. Sex can be discussed reverently and realistically without being prudish. And I would add, without being overly spiritual. Fair enough. Yeah. There's not going to be any bride and Christ, that sort of intimacy in heaven. There's a symbol used that doesn't mean it's a one-for-one correlation. And again, when you're trying to... Yes, it's not that deep. It's it's really not that deep. And so, and my my question to you guys is, and I want to hear from you guys, I really do. Why do you think we have... Such a hard time dealing with the concept of pleasure. Why? If you want to go the extra mile and partner with us for as little as $5 a month to get these daily after-party streams completely unedited, okay, keep us answering only to you so we never have to take a brand deal and make goofy commercials like these. Consider partnering with us for just $5 a month. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Objective credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR, included 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, sign up for our online community for as little as $5 a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after-party streams, exclusive access to our Discord community, and early access to our podcast interviews, all starting for only $5 a month. 